All right, let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just being good to us, Lord. Thank you for um, just the holiday season and uh, being able to take some time and just focus on you, uh, spend some time with family, uh, just kind of get recouped on uh, all the things, Lord. And uh, it's been uh, just a good season. Uh, I do uh, praise you for a church like Heartland that um, we push pretty hard all year, but you know we, we do... Um, just take time to to focus on you, uh, focus on our families, uh, Lord. So uh, I do pray as we step into the new year uh, today, it doesn't feel like anything's different, but um, Lord, I do pray that you would use this as a uh, just kind of a, a, lands, a landmark moment, a, an altar moment, if you would uh, call it, and uh, just allow us to... Um, uh, just plant some things down to lay some things down and, uh, just to get right with you and uh, just back on the path where we need to be. And so, Lord, I do pray that uh, you would just bless uh, your ministry. There's a lot coming up. There's a lot going on. There's volleyball. There's soccer. There's, you know, ladies retreats. There's all the things that are happening. And uh, But I pray that you're getting the glory for it. Uh, I pray that as we jump into your word today that you would uh, just bless it, that you would get all the, the honor uh, and the glory from what's said, and that uh, you would just prick our hearts to uh, be more like you in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so if you got your Bibles, uh, open up to the book of First uh, Kings. Not usually a book we like run to, but... Uh, uh, the book of First Kings, and so it is uh, January first. Uh, what did you call it, Meredith? Is this one of those? What did you call it? New Year, new me. Yeah, she's like, is this one of those New Year, New Me kind of messages or something? And uh, it's not exactly that, but I do want to take uh, just today. I didn't know if we would be full today. I didn't really expect that. I didn't know if we would have three people today. You know, I, I don't know. Most of y'all stay up past midnight every week, so this is nothing new to you. Uh, but, you know, we don't roll like that. Although I didn't make it till midnight anyway, but uh, there was just no need to. Uh, anyway, so uh, I kind of had this question because I've been um, just pondering through some things. And obviously, you know, the last couple years... Uh, and the first week of the year, I have taken some time and talked about, you know, planning and, you know, we call them resolutions or whatnot. And I actually, I went back through my phone and my notes and I was looking through uh, some goals that I had put in for uh, 2022. And I'm like, wow, you know, some of them I'm like, hey, yeah, well, that happened. And then some of them I'm like, I don't even remember that being a goal. So uh, obviously that didn't get done. Uh, but anyway... We've, we've done that in the past and I don't really want to spend too much time there, but I do want to kind of at least take the day and talk about, you know, this is the day, this is the month, this is the time when people are like, okay, something's gonna, something's gotta give, right? I'm gonna get in the Bible more. I'm going to, uh, lose some weight. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to, whatever it is, you know, and, you know, we've, we've referenced in the past, you know, we, we always, I think last year we talked a lot about, you know, I, I, I asked the questions like, you know, what, was the year before good? Was it bad? You know, and you know, we always come out of a year and we're like, man, thank goodness this year's over. Or, man, I, I, I could have a whole bunch of years like that. And at the end of the day, things are going to happen no matter what year it is. Um, you know, things are going to happen whether you plan them or not. Uh, you never know uh, when when your time is up. You never know, you know when things are going to happen. You know, I, I think of uh, just over the last year with with you know. Britain, uh, when his accident, and you know, you just never know when things are going to happen. And so, but the year doesn't mean anything, right? Uh, it's just a number. Uh, we only know that we have today, uh, and we should really have that attitude 
every day throughout life. Uh, when, we, when it comes to spending time with our family, uh, with our kids, when we talk about spending time with the Lord, too often we're like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Too often we're like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to that. And, you know, so I do want to encourage you as we step into a new year to just kind of think, okay, I do want to be better. But not just be better, but I, I want to be more godly. I want to, I want to be closer uh, to the Lord. I want to draw closer to the Lord. And the, so I've been kind of flipping through some things. And so here's, here's kind of my title uh, and or question for you uh, as we step into this. And, and the question is, uh, what will you build in 2023? What will you build in 2023? And you might look at me and you'd be like, well, I got a whole list of things that we've got to get built. You know, and we're going to be like uh, building things on top of other things. And it's like, you go over here and I'll go over there. And you might be like, well, I don't build things. Well, honestly, you do. And so if you have your Bibles, uh, I'm, this is more of a devotional type of thing. Um, but that's okay uh, as we go into this. So I'm going to kind of flip through several chapters, and I'm just going to pick out some verses um, as we go through this. But in 1 Kings uh, chapter 3 and verse 9, you kind of understand uh, what has happened to this. And so basically God says, you know, uh, I'll, I'll give you anything you want, Solomon. So it's, it's Solomon has just taken over, uh, and God's like, I'll give you whatever you want. And so... Uh, you get to verse 9, and you guys know what happens. He's like, man, I could have asked for anything, but here's what he says. Uh, in First Kings chapter 3, verse 9, he says, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? And it says in this speech, please the Lord. He's like, man, uh, you could have asked for anything, and I would have given it to you. But because this is what you ask for, you know, a heart to... Uh, to serve me better, to grow, to lead the people, then I'll give you all those other things that you didn't ask for. And so we understand that. And I, and I read that just to kind of get our minds going. But, you know, Solomon had a good, a pretty good thing going. Fast forward to chapter 4 and verse 29, First Kings chapter 4 and verse 29. So God's blessing this cat, like for real blessing this cat. First uh, Kings chapter 4 and verse 29, and it says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much. And largeness of heart, even as the sand that is in the uh, on the seashore, and Solomon, uh, and Solomon's wisdom excelled in, uh, excelled the wisdom of all the children in the east country, and all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men, uh, than Ethan and uh, Ezrahai and Haman and Charcoal and Darda and <laughs> I don't know, yeah, whatever, yes, it's all good, man. The sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all nations round about. I really didn't know if anybody was going to catch that. So I was like, we'll see if they're really following or not. And uh, Verse 32. What would you say? <laughs> uh huh. And he spake 3,000 proverbs, and his songs were uh, 1,005. And he spake of trees... Uh, uh, from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon uh, unto the hyssop that is the strength of, uh, of the wall. He spake also of the beast and the fowl and the creeping things and the fishes. And there came uh, of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon for all kings of the earth which had heard of his wisdom. He had a pretty good thing going. You know, he, he asked God, give me wisdom to judge the people. And God didn't just give him a little bit. Like, he, he, was, he was rolling. You know, he, he just rolled out of, and it doesn't say this, but, you know, obviously I'm talking about the, the proverbial new year and... Um, he just rolled out of the year and he's like, man, I could, I could go for another one just like that. Things are, things are hopping, right? Things are going. Um, you know, things are, things are happening. He, people are coming to him. He's serving God. Things are good. You know, and it's honestly at times like that in our life that too often we're like, I don't want to change nothing. Man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, I don't, 
who knows when this house of cards is going to fall over, so I'm just going to roll with it. But we always need to be, as Christians, as followers of the Lord, finding ways that we can grow closer, finding ways that we can take the next step, that we can um, draw closer, you know, even in, in our marriages that seem great, in our, in our all of the, the areas in our life, we still need to be growing. And so, you know, Solomon had a good thing going, but what is it says... Uh, what he does next is what we need to see, right? And so this is where I want to fast forward to because he has a really good thing going and he could have just been like, I'm just going to ride this thing out. But that's not what he does. What's he do? He gets to 1 Kings chapter 5 and verses 1 to 5, right after where I just picked up, uh, pick up right where I just left off. And it says, Hire and king of Tyre sent his servants unto Solomon, for he had heard that they had anointed him king uh, in a room... Uh, in the room of his father, uh, for Hiram uh, was uh, ever a lover of David. And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Thou knowest uh, how that David my father could not bring a house into the name of the Lord uh, his God for the wars which were about him on every side, until the Lord put them uh, under the soles uh, of his feet. But now uh, the Lord my God hath given me rest on every side. He's really got a thing going, like there's nobody attacking, things are good. He's got rest so that there is neither adversary nor evil uh, occurrence. And behold, I purpose to build a house under the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, um, whom I will set upon the throne uh, in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. Solomon's got something happening. Like he, He's got everything that you could ask for plus some because he asked for the right thing. And it was at, it was at this time that he's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that next step for God. I'm going to do that next thing. I'm going to, you know, even if you're not a builder, right? Because you're like, yeah, this this kind of fits you, Jason, because you guys you you build things, but not really. I just show up. But you know, even if you're not a builder, you're always building. Now think about that for a minute. Even if you're not a builder, you're always building. What's First Corinthians six nineteen say? It's a it's a, a D one verse. Somebody should know this. What? What? That is it, yeah. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? And I was like, bang, Brenton pulling it out, right? (laughs) That's what it is. But don't you understand that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? So we're talking about building. We're talking about building a temple. And um, even if you're not a builder, even if you're like, I sit at a desk, even if you're whatever it is, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I, I, I do whatever I do, you're always building something. It doesn't matter what it is, right? You are always doing something. And so the question, you know, comes up, well, what are your plans for your temple this year, right? Well, I want to lose some weight. Well, I want to do this. I want to do that. No, for real though, what are your plans for your temple this year? God resides in you. So so here's the question. How does the house look, right? And I'm not talking about the house at home, but I'm but we want to use, you know, January 1st, the first week of the year, you know, the first month of the year, whatever, to, to, to take that step, whatever it is. Well, what's the house look like right now? Right? You need to, when people call us all the time, they're like, hey, can you remodel our house? And, you know, the answer is always like, not really. I don't want to do that. We'll build you a new one. Um, but, <laughs> because when you remodel a house, you got to, okay, let's look at everything that's wrong and try to fix it. We could, or we could start from scratch. Sell this one to somebody else. No, but you want to decide what you're going to do, you know, what you're going to build this year. What's it going to look like? You got to look at what you've got right now and, and figure out what areas you might need to grow in, 
If you're only in the Word of God once a week and it's because you come to church on Sunday, that might be an area to grow in. You know, if you're, you know, only whatever, you understand what I'm saying. Whatever area in your life you're like, hey, I need, I need to grow here. Look where you're at and see where you need to grow. You know, what does the house look like? You know, is the house clean? You know, are you keeping yourself clean? Are you keeping it up to date? Uh, is there proper maintenance going on? All the different things, you know. Whatever it is in your life, what's, what's it look like? Because you've got to see what it looks like before you decide what you're going to do. Too often people are just like, oh, it's the new year. I want to blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And it's like, you don't have time to do what you're not doing now, let alone add a whole bunch of new stuff. You know, I, I really do want to, uh, there's two things that I really would like to do, um, just kind of personally. And I'm not even talking about like losing weight and all the other stuff, but I really want to learn how to play the guitar um, because I just have a feeling that in the future there may be uh, an area for that. Who knows what God's going to do with us. And uh, so I, I really want to learn how to play the guitar and I really want to learn Spanish. But it's like I can't do both of these. And so it's like... Spanish it is, because if I learn Spanish, we have a really good reason to go to Mexico. And so um, it is. So I I really want to, like, learn how to at least speak to people. I'm not like I need to understand the nouns and the verbs, and I don't know that stuff in English. But I would like to be able to communicate with people and all of that. (laughs) I got to know that stuff to communicate. No, you don't. You got to kind of put it in the right order. No. Where's the bathroom? I don't, but I don't need to know anyway. Right. Yeah, whatever. The point is, like, before you decide, hey, I want to do this, this, and this, make sure that you're you're going to figure out how to do the things that you weren't doing last year before you, like, tack on a bunch of new stuff you're going to do this year. Find out the areas that you uh, maybe were stub, stubbing your toe in last year before you, you know, Solomon had something good going. He could have been like, I'm not doing nothing. But he's like, no, I'm I'm going to do this because... This is a house for God. Well, the God of the universe lives inside of you, right? Maybe you ought to make sure that house looks okay. Maybe you, you ought to go on with that. First Kings chapter 6, he goes on. So he's building this house. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes into like the house has got this on it and that on it. And there's all the details of the house. And I'm not getting into all the, the, the details of all that. But First Kings chapter 6 and verse 11, he, and it says, And the Lord... The word of the Lord came into Solomon saying, concerning this house which thou art in building. By the way, if you want my opinion on the house that you're going to build, here I got something to tell you about it. So, you know, if you're like, hey, I want to do this this year, I want to do this this year, what does God think about your plans? Concerning the, the house that you're building, which thou art building, he says, if thou wilt walk in my statutes and execute my judgments and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then will I perfect, or well, then will I perform my word with thee, which I can speak unto David my father, and I will dwell among the children of Israel, and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. You know, use this. You know, same thing. We're talking about ourselves here. We're talking about like your house and everything. Make sure you're not hearing me wrong. Keeping your salvation is not conditional, but something you do need to understand is. Staying in the will of God is conditional. Being in the will of God, that is conditional on what you decide to do or don't do. You're not going to lose your salvation. You can jump off the deep end of sin and your salvation is still there. Right? You can't lose it. That's that's eternal uh, security. Lesson two in, in D1, you guys understand all that. okay? But I'm talking about walking in the will of God. That's very conditional. That's on you. 
And it's very, like, I, I love when things like this in the Bible show up because you can just underline certain words because it's very simple. He says, if thou wilt walk in my statutes. So if you do this, then he says, if you'll walk in my statutes, uh, and all my, or he's in my statutes and execute my judgments and some more stuff you got to do, keep all my commandments and walk in them. So if you do all of that, then I'll do this. I'll keep my commandments. Then I will perform my word with thee, which I spoke unto David my father. And I'll add to it, I'll dwell among the children of Israel and not forsake thy people. Walking in the will of God is conditional. If you choose to follow him, then yes, you know, things happen. And it's, this is not a prosperity gospel at all. Sometimes if you do the right thing, it still sucks. Sometimes it's hard. It just does. But not always. You know, The Lord promises to, to bless you. Don't expect God to continue reaping blessings on blessings if you continually choose to walk outside of his will. Man, too often, like all the time, you see people that are like, I just don't understand why this is going on in my life. It's not that hard to see. Like, just look at your life. Look at what's going on. And it's like, maybe God's trying to get your attention. Now, there are also times in life where it's like, I don't understand why this is happening. And it's like, well, you know, maybe you're Job. Maybe God's allowing some things in your life to, to grow you, to try you, okay? Those things happen as well. But the ones that always that always get me are the people who are like, I just don't understand why this would happen. And you're like, it's like a billboard in your life. You know, hey, look at me, not doing what I ought to be doing at all, not even trying here. And so the, the point is, God says, hey, you want to build this house? That's great. I, I think it's a great thing. I wanted David to do it. It just didn't work out. There was too much going on. It's for you to do, Solomon. But by the way, about this house that you're building, uh, here's some, some conditions. If, if, if you're going to do these things, I'll be all about blessing you. I'll be all about being right there with you. But man, if you're not going to, then don't expect you know things to just keep rolling on like they ought to be going. You make these decisions that I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Man, I'm, I'm going to read my Bible more. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to do this, that, or the other this year. And God's like, hey, about this house that you're building, that's great. But you better make sure you're walking right before you try to just start you know, changing everything. You better make sure where you're at right now is right. Yeah, there you go. Fast forward to chapter 6. We are in chapter 6. Uh, fast forward to verse 38, the last verse of the chapter. It says, In the eleventh year, in the month of Bull, uh, which is in the eighth month, was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof, according to all the fashion of it. So he was seven years in building it. It took seven years to build this thing. Fast forward to the next chapter. But Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all of his house. So, we don't know exactly if they overlapped at all. I'm going to guess that they probably did somewhat. So, he's building the house of God, the temple of God. It's getting all done. But he's also building a house for himself, right? He's also building, it says, but Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house, right? We are, here's something I want to make sure you guys understand. Because too often... You know, we go to HBF, right? We're all about the mission of God. You get on, you know, following Brian, and it's like it's about the, you know, the will of God, the mission of God. Man, it's this fell out of my head. The mission statement: between the saints of God and the Word of God, to come the mission of God, and the Word of God for the glory of God. It's just he just keeps he adds one every year. I think, yeah, it's just it's all of it. I, I get all that, right? 
I'm all in. I don't think you know anybody would be like, ah, you guys are just kind of halfway doing what you're doing. You know, I still think we should be able to do more. But we are building God's house. I do want you guys to understand that everything that we do. We're building God's temple. We're building uh, His ministry. We're a part of His ministry. All of these different things, right? We are doing that, okay? We're bu- Solomon's building God's house, right? He's building the temple. And we understand our body is a type of the temple and God lives inside of us and all of the pictures that go with that. Yes, I, I get all of that. We are building God's house. Everything that we do should be mission-minded, right? We should be thinking about how, with what I'm doing, is it going to uh, accomplish something godly? And if, you know, honestly, you, some people don't understand this. You can accomplish things that are godly that have nothing to do with the church, right? Uh, investing in relationships. Those are, those are good things to do, right? All this. We are building God's house, right? But, but remember, even the wisest man in the world, Solomon, he's known as the wisest man in the world at the time. He took time to build his own house, right? Too often, I think, and some people might, you know, be like, "Oh, you can't say that at HBF." I, I will say that at HBF. Too often, I think we we get so caught up in all the things that we need to be doing for the church. And man, there's a lot of things that need to be done. The wisest man in the world, he took time to build his own house. Right? He took time to be like, I, "Well, there's other things that have to, you know, life has to happen." And I'm not even talking about the, the physical house that he lives in. Now, we understand that he is. He built a house to live in. But that's not the purpose of what we're talking about today. The purpose of what we're talking about today is, you know, we want to build God's house, the one that he dwells inside of. Okay? Well, talking about your house, talking about your life, you need to take time to, to, to build that as well. You know, you need to take time to invest in you sometimes. And I'm not talking about, you know, the way the world says you need to take time and invest in you. But you need to take time and invest in you. Invest in your relationship with the Lord first. Take time to invest in your relationship with your spouse, in your relationship with your family. Too often people totally skip this one. Take time to invest in your health a little bit. right? People are like, man, I'll do anything for God. Well, you're not if you've got heart disease at 38, right? You're going to have a heart attack. You take care of the thing a little bit, right? <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just like, too often people are like, oh yeah, I'll go, I'll do anything, God will protect it. And like, man, man, you can. But sometimes like, if you just took a little bit of care of your temple, you might add a few more years that you could serve the Lord. You know, and I understand there's always things that could happen and, you know, there's health issues and all these different things. I'm just saying, take time to invest in your health. It's okay to do that. If you're like, hey, I could use, I could lose a little bit of weight, then do that. If you're, you know, hey, I could gain a little bit of weight. Brent's been trying to gain weight, you know, for like ever. Like he, all he does, he drinks these meal replacement shakes and these protein shakes, and he's working out and he eats like more than anybody that I know. He's like, I haven't gained any weight at all. I'm like, just wait, <laughs> bro, your time is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Which I understand. He's trying to do things for you know sports, and he's like, it doesn't do me a lot of good to gain weight when I'm 30. You know, the point is, take time to invest in you a little bit, and that might mean, hey, as you're looking into the new year, like, hmm, what do I need to do for my life to look a little more godly? Well, maybe it's spending more time with God. You know, maybe it's being more available. Maybe it's spending more time with your family or whatever it is. I don't know. And I understand there's a lot of there's a lot of juggling that goes into all of that. 
But man, the wisest man in the world, he took time to build his own house. He took time to be like, you know, I, I'm going to at least make sure that God's priority, but uh, what I have going on, that, that has to be something as well. Right? It has to be something as well. 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 6 and 7. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. and reminds me of Tom Ford every time I read it. He says, and he made a porch of pillars. Just talking about the house that he built. He says, he made a porch of pillars, and the length thereof was 50 cubits, and the breadth thereof was 30, and uh, the porch was before them, and the other pillars, the thick beam, uh, were before them. Then he made a porch for the throne where he might judge, even the porch of judgment. And it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. I'll never forget Tom Fort texted me one time. We were doing some work on his house, and he's like, man, we're going to have a porch of judgment. And it's just like, I'm like, what does that even mean, Tom? And he's like, that's just where we're going to go and sit and think. And, you know, and I'm like, that's such a Tom thing to do, right? But it's perfect because maybe we all need a porch of judgment in our life. Maybe we all need a place where we can just slow down for a second and just sit and be like, what does God need me to be doing right now, right? It doesn't say he's got a porch of watching TV, right? He doesn't say he's got a, you know, porch of whatever. It's a porch of judgment. It's a place where he can get away and just be like, hey, where am I at? And I'm not talking about in your physical house, although it is sometimes good to have a place in your house to get away, but I'm talking about in your life. You need to have a place in your house, meaning your life, where you can retreat and get with the Lord. You need to make sure you've got some time set aside somewhere in your life where you can get away. Whether that's like, hey... I need some time every day. Whether that's like, hey, in our marriage, we need some time once a month. Whether that's, hey, we need, you know, whatever it is, you need to make sure you're carving out that time. You're carving out that porch where it's like, hey, this is this is the time to get real about some things. You know, and it starts first and foremost with making sure you've got time to be in the Word, right? Some time to be serious about what God's saying to do. But you need to carve out that time in other areas and other relationships in your life as well. You know, if you just assume... That it's like, oh yeah, well we've been married for a long time. Well, guess what? It, it takes work to stay married, right? It takes work to 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 raise kids and to do all these things. And you know, it's like when you're raising kids, as soon as you think you're like, I, I think I've got this phase of life figured out. Well, that's good because they've changed, and now you figure out this phase of life that they're in. And you know, you have to constantly be changing and and learning as you go with all of that. And you need to to make sure that you've got a place where you can get away in your life. I'm not talking about in your house, but in your life where it's like, okay, this is my time to do this. You know, I I get so tired of hearing people say, I just don't have time to read the Bible. Well, that's funny. You've got the same amount of minutes that every other person's got, right? You're just, you're choosing to use your minutes doing something else. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you're right, though. Man, there there are a lot of people that waste a lot of time looking at a screen. And I'll just say a screen. It could be any screen, but um, it's it's crazy. Like we all have the same amount of minutes. And I, I fall in the same trap. I'm like, I just don't have time. No, I choose to sleep, right? I choose to do this, I choose to do that. And choose to sleep? You kinda have to a little. Well, I choose to sleep too much. Okay, that's fair. I mean, yeah. A little sleep. <laughs> I mean, I, 
you can train your body to do just about anything, right? Just about, you know, what, what, is, what is it? How many days to build a habit? Was this some? Twenty-one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, usually, if you can do anything for a month, your body is used to it at that point. I've been taking these for a long time, and I still don't remember to take them in the morning. Because you don't take them in the morning. <laughs> if you took it in the morning every time. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter what it is. You decide that, hey, I'm going to eat differently. Well, it really is, it's, it's really hard to do. Like, I like ice cream, right? But if you go a couple months without ice cream, then it's like it, the, the urge is not there as much, right? Uh, I like to sleep in. Well, just get up. Well, the first week is really hard, and the second week is about as hard. But a month into this thing, it's, it's not as bad because it's just like this is what I do now. Right, and you start to see some of the benefits that come from doing what you're doing. Right, it's like losing weight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose some weight. Right? Okay. Well, you get a week into this thing, and I haven't really lost any weight, and I'm hungry all the time. I don't get anything that I want. It's like this is. You get two months into this thing, and it's like I'm starting to see some of the benefits. Uh, this is what I've been working towards. Now, it's, it's like any habit. Whatever it is you're gonna decide you're gonna do, carve out some time and just start doing it. Man, we all have the same amount of time and minutes, and I'm not saying that anybody needs to do anything. I'm just saying, like, Solomon took time, even when things were really good, to say, hey, I'm going to make sure the Lord, his house is right, make sure my house is right, right? Thinking about our proverbial, like, our life, our house. And then you get to the end of this thing, First Kings chapter 9, flip over a couple more chapters. This is another one of those passages that I really like. 1 Kings chapter 9, verses 1 and 9. So the Lord appears to him a second time. Now that the house is built, everything's good. And it came to pass when Solomon had finished the building of the house of the Lord and the king's house, which is his house, uh, and all Solomon's desires, which he had pleased to do, the Lord appeared unto Solomon the second time, as he appeared unto him in Gibeon. And the Lord said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and thy supplication. So in the previous chapter, he was like, man, God, if you'll just use this thing for your glory, all the things that, you know, uh, all the prayers, right? Uh, I have heard thy prayer and supplication that thou hast made before me. I have hallowed this house which thou hast built I put uh, to put my name there forever, to put my eyes and my heart shall, uh, uh, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. This is one of those passages that I really like because it's black and white. There's no like gray area in these passages. And if thou will walk before me, as David thy father walked, in integrity of heart, in an uprightness, and to do according to the will that I have commanded thee, and will keep my statutes and my judgments, then will I establish thy throne of thy kingdom upon Israel forever, as I promised to David thy father, saying, There shall not fall, uh, not fail thee a man to come upon the throne of Israel. But if thou shalt at all turn from following me, Ye are your children, and you will not keep my commandments and my statutes which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them. Then uh, will I cut off Israel from the land which I have given them in this house, which I have hallowed for my name, and I will cast out of my sight. Uh, will I cast out of my sight? And Israel shall be a proverb and a byword among thy people. In this house which is high, every uh, and at this house which is high, every one that passeth it shall be astonished, and shall hiss, and, uh, and they shall say, Why hath the Lord done this? Uh, into this house, and they shall say, because they forsake, uh, they, they forsook the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and have taken hold on their gods, and have worshipped them, and served them. Uh, therefore, hath the Lord brought them, uh, brought upon them all this, or all this evil. Right? It's very black and white. God comes down. And he's like, hey, I like what you've done with the place. Right? We say that all the time. We walk in, like, hey, I really like what you've done with the place. Right? It's just like a thing. 
right? Hey, I really like what you the place. God comes down and He's like, hey, I really like what you done with the place, Solomon. And I heard your prayers. And I'm all about, you know, hallowing this house, using it for, you know, everything that you're going to use it for, for God's glory. It's like having, a, you know, a church. Like, we're going to use it for God's glory. We're going to do all these things. That's awesome, man. Um, he's like, that. that's great. He says, uh, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. But if you do this, then this will happen. And why did it happen? Well, because you did this. It's very black and white. It's no different than anything that you decide to do in your life. God's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Man, if you're going to be serious about it, you're going to be serious about getting in the Word, then you know what I'll do? Uh, I'll do my part. I'll make sure I show you something. If you're going to take time to get in it, I'll make sure I'm there and I show up. Right? But you know what? If you're going to you know, hit and miss and really not be a part of it, and if you're not really going to be focused on what you're doing, well, then don't be surprised when you're not getting a lot out of the Word of God. Right? And I'm just using this as an example. No matter what it is that you've said, I need to, to change. I need to grow. I need to. God's like, man, I'll be all about being a part of it as long as you're serious about it. But if you're not, then this, I'm, why would I be more serious about it than you are? You know, it, it goes along the same lines as one of the hardest things that we've had to learn in ministry is you can't want something for somebody more than they want it for themselves, right? You can see the need in their life. You can explain the need in their life. If you would just apply this in your life, then this area that is terrible right now could be better. And they're like, yeah, but that's going to take a lot of work. And it's like, yeah, you should want that. You can't want it for them. It's the same thing with God. You don't think God wants your life to be all about his word, all about the relationships with his people, all about all these things. God's all about that, but he can't want it for you. He's like, if you're going to be serious about it, then I'll be serious about it. But if you're not, then I can't do it for you. And if people are like, why is this happening? Well, it's because you didn't follow through. It's very black and white in the word over and over again. It's a picture, right? The entire New Testament or Old Testament is a picture of what's happening in the New Testament. It's what's happening in your life. I mean, so there's your question. What do, what are you building this year? Why are you building this year? What are, what are your reasons behind the things that you want to do? Right? Is it? Do you, sometimes we need to ask ourselves that. You know, what? It's not just what am I building? What am I changing? What am I growing? Why am I doing those things? Here's another one. Who are you building this year? Are you building somebody that's more like Christ or somebody that's more like who knows what? Are, are you investing in other people, growing them to be more like Christ, or is it all about you? I'm, I don't know. And it just, if not, why not? Why aren't you? If you're just like, well, you know, today's no different than yesterday. Well, I'm right there with you. Except for the fact that, you know, you can, you can set a, a stake in the ground. You can build an altar. You know, we just crossed the Jordan River. This is a memorial. You can do it any day, but I mean, this day is just as good as any. What am I going to do? What am I going to change? What am, where am I going to grow? Because sometimes it's not about what am I going to change, it's what am I going to start doing? You know, the wisest man in the world, he made some pretty wise choices. But something to not forget is you don't have to flip very many pages past this when you find out that he started making some unwise choices and his heart was turned from the Lord, right? Now we understand his was because he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. You might be like, well, I'm not going to have that, so I'm good. You know, don't be surprised. You've heard me say this. 
The devil knows your flavor of sin. Maybe yours isn't 700 wives and 300 concubines. He'll know what it takes to get your mind off of what it needs to be. This is why you've got to guard it. This is why you've got to, you know, set things like this in place and like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to move forward. Because even the wisest man in the world, when you when you let your guard down, man, you fall. It happens. All right. So, like I said, there's not there's more of a devotional thing, but that's this is where we're at. Too many people they get all excited about the new year. Hey, I'm going to do this, and then you know, sometimes a week, sometimes two weeks. Very few make it past a month of whatever it is that they're trying to do. Then have some follow through with whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, have some follow through and finish the house, right? Because don't nobody like the guy who starts a house and can't finish it. It becomes a mockery. All right, let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Um, Thank you for the past point class. And uh, Lord, I thank you for just uh, all those who uh, aren't here today for different reasons in the ministry. And um, you really are building something here, God. And I I pray that um, we're good stewards of it, that uh, we're really investing in one another, um, that it hasn't become um, just a a whited sepulcher here, but it's something that uh, is really uh, alive in in our relationships and everything that we're doing for you. So I do pray that you are getting the honor and the glory from our lives personally, but also corporately uh, as a class and uh, even bigger as a church here at HBF and the things that we're doing. So uh, I pray that you'd speak through Pastor Brian as he preaches to us today, uh, that we would really um, use today as a day to say, hey, I'm going to stop doing this or I'm going to start doing this and uh, I'm going to be more like more like Christ this year. And so I pray that uh, you would just bless the year that we have upcoming. Um, a lot of things happened in 2022. Some of them were really awesome and some of them weren't. Um, but really, it doesn't matter the date that goes with it. We can only change who we are today and who we're going to be tomorrow. So, uh, Lord, I pray you just grow us and try us in Christ's name. Amen.